Welcome to the Love Flight Podcast. I'm Paul Tizard, fear of flying coach for 25 years. And today we're joined by Hannah, who's going to show us what hope and determination can do in terms of beating your fear. Thank you so much. I'm happy to be here and excited to share my journey. You came on the one of the half day webinars. Yeah, then, I think it was towards the end of April. Yeah, and you've also done the the thirty day self coach thing as well, which is yeah. so I'm, I I don't actually know how you've got on. So <laughs> we can talk about that in a sec. But thanks. So thank you first of all for your time. Really appreciate it. So, would you mind just Absolutely. perhaps telling us a little bit about your, your fear of flying story? Yeah, so my fear of flying started in 2017. And prior to that point, I had no fear whatsoever. I was, I loved flying. It was part of the adventure for me. I loved every single thing about it. I considered applying to be a flight attendant, even thought about becoming a pilot because I remember seeing something that was sort of aimed towards women and becoming pilots. And I thought, yes, that'd be amazing. I'd get to travel everywhere. Yeah, I just had no issue with it at all. And then I took a flight in 2017 and I wasn't like overly nervous. I just felt uncomfortable. Mm. And for the first time, I couldn't fall asleep on the plane like normally I will sleep anywhere (laughs) I would always fall asleep on the plane and for the first time I would wake up after 10 minutes in a panic like where am I am I still alive what are the flight attendants doing I found myself checking the flight attendants and seeing what was going on but I still don't think I properly realized that point that or I'd not really attached it to flying I just knew that I felt uncomfortable so would you say, sorry, dude, cut across, because that's that's really interesting because that's quite a common one. People suddenly have a, a flight. and So would you say that you know why you had that going on at the time? I think it was probably a whole mixture of things that all came together. Mm. I think I was pro- going through like some changes in my life at that time and like getting a new new job, taking a bit of a new career path. Another thing which I find really interesting was um, my grandma actually passed away like a week before the flight. She was like 90 years old. It wasn't really like a shock. She'd lived like It's still sad though, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it it was sad. But I think maybe I didn't realise how much it was affecting me. And maybe that's... And I went to the funeral the day before the flight. So... Yeah, I maybe just didn't realise that that was affecting me. Mm. But yeah, so I was actually flying to Thailand at the time and um, we did an internal flight in Thailand as well. It it felt to me, obviously, like I could have just been interpreting it incorrectly, but it felt like a very turbulent flight and I just had a panic attack. Yeah. And I remember at the time looking around me at everybody else on the plane and seeing somebody just reading a magazine and thinking how are they so calm I'm Mm. convinced that something bad is happening right now and I got off the plane and it took me a full day I think to recover from it because I I was traumatized and so I think that was like the push then 
that that really like set it into place that I now have a fear of flying. And so just um, to be clear, up until that point in 2017, there was literally nothing, no indication. You loved flying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, I, I've been thinking about it a lot recently, obviously. <laughs> and there may have been like one or two flights beforehand again where I was just a little bit more uncomfortable than I was previously and I just didn't realize that I just hadn't made that connection yet yeah and I think like I've, I've explored the idea that maybe my fear of flying isn't a fear of flying at all it's it's something else but I've just like pinned my like mm. stress and anxiety onto that and that's just how it's yeah. sort of like coming out yeah it's uh, possible it's entirely possible yeah yeah but regardless, it's just something that I have to work on. And thankfully, I found you in your course. So Ooh. you've helped me. <laughs> so, um, but what, what's really yeah, so funny... So keep going. So keep going. Yeah. Yeah, this is great. It's really good stuff. Uh, yeah. I was going to say that one thing that I find really funny as well is going from a place where I didn't have a fear of flying. Oh, another thing is my husband is like has a slight fear of flying as well so I don't know if that almost like rubbed off on me a little bit Mm. too Mm. I remember prior to me having my fear he would say oh that was a really turbulent flight and I and I'd say no it wasn't (laughs) it was fine (laughs) but now I I can tell a story about every single flight I've been on in the past it was so a non-event it was unmemorable but now I can I can I can tell you about every plane I've been on since then. Yes. Which I find that like interesting as well. But yeah, and I think after, from 2017 up until this year, I've, no, let's actually say until last year. So from 2017 to 2020, I would say that I just about managed to push through it very uncomfortably but I managed to get through it. I mean, I moved from the UK to America, so I had to get on a plane to do that yeah. and a few other things. So, yeah, I did manage to push through it, but I think after last year, and a full year being locked away, all these bad things going on in the world and being told you have to stay at home. And for me, it's like, well, this is my comfort zone, so wonderful. <laughs> but I think that can be like, a bad place to stay sometimes and it just gets easier and easier for you to yeah. stay in your comfort zone and then yeah. yeah it got to the point where I wanted to try and get on a plane again and I couldn't <laughs> yeah someone once said to me that when we get comfortable we get in a rut yeah. and the only difference of being in a rut and being in your grave is a matter of depth <laughs> and I <laughs> yeah, always thought yeah it's a bit so- dark but it, it no, can feel true. like we sort of like can almost the world can close in on us, can't it? Yeah. If we're not careful. So we have to kind of deliberately push through that discomfort, which you've clearly been doing. Yeah, but I did find it really, really hard to do that because I was enjoying being in that place of comfort. And I remember you saying in, in both courses, I think, to rate on a scale of one to ten how much you want to overcome your fear. And I wasn't at a 10. I wanted wanted to be, but I wasn't. And I couldn't lie to myself that I was happy being in my comfort zone. And I was trying to convince myself that there's there's more 
to life than just sitting at home and being afraid of everything mm. <laughs> but in particular fighting but it took a real battle to to get to that place where I was willing to yeah. do it and that I wanted to do it but oh, I remember you saying that's half the battle <laughs> it is yeah more, more than half probably yeah, uh, I've measured it, but it, yeah, it's a, it's a lot. There's a lot of the battle. Yeah. So, what was the what was the turning point where you thought, do you know what, enough's enough? I think so. This year, I was due to take my first flight in a year, in a little bit, I guess, in April. And the whole run up, I was crying most days. Me and my husband weren't getting along very well. I was just panicking, and I don't think he quite really knew how to comfort me and especially when he has a bit of a fear as well <laughs> so yeah and then I kept saying to him I can't do it I don't want to do it yeah. I don't know if I can do it all the negative self-talk <laughs> mm, yeah and even the day we were leaving I hadn't packed I think I deep down I probably just knew that you knew you weren't going was, yeah 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 um but I managed to get to Boston which is where we were flying from it was an early, not too early of a morning flight, but I just thought because of my fear, I wanted to get to the airport early. So we'll um, stay overnight um, in Boston. And I was just a mess. I I couldn't, it, like all night, I couldn't regulate my breathing. I couldn't stop thinking about flying. I couldn't stop thinking about my family, that mm-hmm. like something bad was going to happen to me and I yeah. was never going to see them. Yeah. We got some food and I couldn't taste. It tasted horrible. I think because my senses were so heightened. Yeah, yeah. It, it was. Oh, it no was one's awful. ever said that to me before, but it's it's something that I'm aware of. But no one's actually identified that. Yeah, I think it, it's never really happened to me before. I think I was just so stressed. Yeah, I was just so stressed that it it seemed to affect that. And then we went to sleep, and I was waking up every half an hour I honestly felt like I was being tortured like my brain was playing like news clips Mm. that like something had happened it was it was awful I wouldn't wish it on my worst enemy (laughs) it was just awful and as soon as I woke up well got up in the morning I just said I'm not going (laughs) yeah and I don't think it helps that because of covid but how long ago was this precisely? When, when, when uh, it was time? the end of April, 28th of April, so we're now in June, aren't we? So not oh, that long ago. <laughs> no, no, fair. No, yeah. But I think that was probably a big turning point for me. I feel like I'm almost glad to have got to that sort of low point. Yes. Because I felt everything afterwards. I was scared because I didn't know what my life was going to look like. I was upset with myself. I felt like I was ruining like my husband's life, all the things. <laughs> you basically gave yourself a, a good self-kicking by the sound of it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And from that point, I just started to look after myself a lot better as, as well as doing um, your amazing courses. <laughs> um, yeah, there's a lot of things that I did to like look after myself. Do, do you want to? Yeah, so you, so you took started to turn it around so we're only talking like since april i often think it's quite helpful to get to a low point because that's then you go right well i can bounce up from this yeah i know what what crap looks like now Um, but i have to admit that i didn't feel like 
I was going to. Like, I believed that that was it. I was never going to be able to overcome it. I was I was going to have to rethink my life yeah. because yeah. for me, travel's always been, like, my biggest passion. Yeah. And now I was getting to a point where I was choosing not to get not to travel because I was too scared to fly. Mm. And instead of using that as like fuel, I was just accepting that that was the way it is. And I was going to have to really think my life, but that made me feel really depressed. Yeah. So. um, That's remarkable. So how did you, where on earth or how did you get the resources (laughs) to, to come out of that? So I think firstly, I just realized I just knew that I needed to start really small and simple. Mm. So going for walks every day, but not doing like the easy option. Like I can be, I'm a little bit nervous of like roads and cars as well. So I would take myself like onto the road that I'm a little bit wary of, which not in a reckless way, but what any normal person would do to live their life instead of like avoiding everything. So I started doing that, getting up early every morning, forcing myself to get out of bed at a good time because I think it would have been very easy to just be think, there's no point, I'm just going to stay in bed. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I'd force myself to get out of bed. So that's brilliant. <laughs> Let's just rewind a little bit because that I'm just curious, what was the kind of the spark? Because when you said you started small, that's what you did but I'm still wondering how you got from this really kind of low place, feeling quite depressed and not great, then start to having that thought about and the, well, the action of starting small. What happened? I think because I was in so much pain. Mm. Like, I knew that I couldn't, like, regardless of flying, I kind of put flying in like a pushed it, not not completely pushed it to the back of my mind, but... I knew that 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 was a huge thing that I needed to overcome. And at the moment, I just felt miserable. And then I couldn't live with that every day. So I needed to start small to just start being kinder to myself, I guess. Yeah. So I think it was that, just feeling in pain. Yeah. That's awesome. I I believe that. So as as I've been a coach a long time and Mm. over 20 odd years, doing all sorts of coaching when it comes to behavioral change i often find it that what you exactly what you describe is just beautiful in the simplicity that when the pain comes too much then we want to move away from it and it's a sort of like a a fundamental human thing that we'll move away from pain very quickly if we can do and yeah. we don't, you know they always say you move from pain move towards but i've find that pain is one of the best motivators for people to do something because you think yeah sick of it you know yeah absolutely and I was reading this or listening I I don't I never really find time to read very much so I listened to audible um, Mm. books and I came across this guy called Patrick Sweeney and I don't really know what his like career title is but he had a fear of flying that stopped him from flying his whole life basically up until his 30s and I think he was like diagnosed with leukemia and he thought he was gonna like lose his life and he had he was married and he had a child a child um and he recovered from leukemia 
But that was the turning point in his life where he knew that he wasn't living his life to his fullest and he was wasting it. So he faced his fear of flying head on and he's now like, he's got his commercial pilot's license. He flies, Mm -hmm. he does like aerobatic flying somewhere. Yeah, so I I found him quite inspiring. (laughs) Mm. But he's also written this book called Fear is Fuel. So I was listening to that, which was really good. There was, sometimes I think as a fearful flyer, I know that you've said this before and I know that you know I've experienced this, but you kind of do have to be careful about what you listen to because something really small could trigger me. It might not trigger someone else, but something Mm. could trigger me. So there was a few times in it I thought, oh, I don't really like what you're saying there. (laughs) But on the whole, it was really, really good book. And um, he interviews, I think it's like a, a US Marine they talk about like the training that they have to go to uh, go through and the like exam examination process almost that they have to go through and how horrendous it is and how every day all day they have to face that part of the brain that tells them they're going to die and they have to fight through it so they sort of investigate how it is they go about that and the this particular guy I think he's like renowned for being, he he, abs- he did like so well in his training. He's just ama- an amazing Marine basically. And he put a lot of it down to meditation and meditating first thing in the morning. So I have meditated a little bit on and off before, mm. but that was all I needed for him to say that they can face these terrifying yep. events. And he puts his strength down to meditating every day. And I think it's now even incorporated into the like US Marine training program that they all meditate. So every morning I started doing like a 10 minute meditation and it tied in with your breathing exercise, which by the way, was amazing. Oh, good. I honestly think that out of a lot of the meditations and breathing exercises I've done, yours was the best. Wow. I honestly, I honestly thought it was Hang so on. good. I'm just gonna fall over with that. I've always <laughs> been a bit I have to be honest, I, I I always cringe. I did I did train as a hypnotherapist 30 years ago and I've yeah. never really used it because really? but I really liked the, the breath work and kind of took yeah. that bit and uh, but I've always been a bit self-conscious doing it. So I did do one for the audible book. Uh, like mm. a, a relaxation thing, but I've never oh, yeah. listened back to it. I edited, I edited it, and then I mm. never listened again. <laughs> so I find that fascinating. Yeah. Maybe I've got a fear of my own voice. Yeah, um, I I can get on board with that. I agree. <laughs> I don't really like my voice either. But yeah, honestly, it was brilliant. I oh, felt. Well, thank you. I'm I'm, gen- I'm generally surprised and I, um, I think flattered I was, and gobsmacked. <laughs> well, I think because like that time. I was at such a high, like anxious point that I couldn't really think about anything else other than flying. <laughs> and I, I can't remember specifically what what happened, but when I was doing your breathing exercise, I found like loads of memories came up, but like nice things that I'd not thought about in such a long time. I can't remember specifically what they were now, but I was really surprised because I thought, oh. <laughs> never thought about that for a long time and I think like your it just really relaxed me and it was good oh, I liked wow. it <laughs> oh wow thank you you're Stop. welcome <laughs> Anna, gosh I don't know what to say you um 
this is going to sound like I, I knew all this. But I, I genuinely did not know this and uh, I, I didn't know what you're going to say. And I, I prefer it that way. If I bring people on who've had a fear of flying and done yeah. some work, I don't mind if they've, if they're still at the very beginning or whether they're well past it, because it's the story that, that's really interesting for people. And, and so I genuinely promise I did not know you were going to say that. So thank you. I, I, no, I don't know what to say to that. I, <laughs> this is unusual for me, but I'm lost for words. <laughs> Made you speechless. <laughs> but yeah. So, think... so you started doing the little stuff. So we back to yeah. that. You were standing on roads when no one's around. And yeah. then, what did, then, what, <laughs> yeah. then what did you So you did the meditation. You listened yeah, to... and I, I think that meditation especially is doing it first thing in the morning allowed me to the first thing I do in the day is to really relax my breathing and slow my heart rate and I think it just allows me to like tap into the more logical part of my brain instead of that anxious side of my brain yeah yeah so I would meditate every day go for a walk every day exercise do a little workout and I think that really helped as well because you could almost like take your stress out on the workout and that would then make me feel like positive (laughs) which I think I just needed as much positive energy Mm. and thoughts that I could possibly bring because I'd been in such a negative space yeah and I always knew so it was obviously the end of April where I'd not managed to get on the plane. I always knew that at the end of May, my plan for the last six months has been to go away again at the end of May. Brilliant. So I, I, I always knew that I was hoping to do that. I, I had some, some part of the trip already booked in, but I hadn't booked the flights. <laughs> so every day I was just really trying to the other thing I would say with the meditation actually was me trying to get to find that drive yeah of that that thing within me that wants to do it and tried to remember like what it is that I want from my life do I just want to sit at home and hide from the world for the rest of my life Mm -hmm. or or do I want to be brave and try and get out there and I know that sounds like being brave is hard <laughs> so sometimes yeah, like yeah. sometimes you can find it a bit easier than others but it's hard like I don't want that to sound like a flippant comment like it is no, really it hard it doesn't sound flippant I, I think that's absolutely true so I, I totally think that it's the, the idea of brave mm. you know to, to, to have courage is to be wrapping yourself inside and do it anyway, which is, I think, you know, the Susan Jeffers book, or, you know, Feel the Fear, but do it anyway, which I liked mm-hmm. that idea, you know, mm-hmm. that actually that was what inspired me to do the bit, which was act as if. Yeah. Because it's like, well, sometimes you don't feel that strong inside, but you can no. do it anyway, you know, and um, so that's really of, interesting, that is. Yeah. One of the meditations that I did, because um, I actually have the word courage tattooed on my arm, Mm. I I got it on my in April just before that flight where I had no courage (laughs) it was like and that even that I felt so stupid because I thought courage is a really big word for me and it's something that it's just a really important thing that I've always tried to cultivate I suppose Mm. and then so I get this word and it's something that I battle with it's something that doesn't come easy 
and I'm sure that's true for many, many people. Um, but yeah, I just felt so stupid because I'd got this tattoo and then didn't have any courage. <laughs> yeah, but you have whilst... now. You carry it with you all the time. So please just just pause for a moment. Just think how much determination you had. So despite what you were going through, you'd already set this sort of goal that you were going to go away and end of May. You've got, you know, you've, yeah. So you've done some stuff towards it. You yeah. Should, you can't I, I see, but she, Hannah's shaking her head like, well, I'm not sure. <laughs> well, I still hadn't decided that I wanted to. I, I was hoping every day when I woke up that I'd be like, right, today's the day I'm mm. going to book those flights and I want to do it. But every day I wasn't feeling that. I'd have like little moments of it throughout the day, but it wasn't enough. I was getting frustrated that, you know, I just wanted the easy option. I just wanted to wake up and just be like, right, <laughs> it's all fine. I'm going to go away. But it wasn't. But I was just going to say that one of the meditations that I did was a courage meditation. And but that courage um, meditation in particular was really, really good. So I can't remember what I was saying now. <laughs> no, that's right. No, you're just talking. Well, we're talking about your kind of the, these. Oh, yeah. We're all in the same sort of space now. We're only in. By the time of recording this, we're kind of halfway through June, and we're talking now. But you know how much significant movement you've made since April, May. It's, yeah, it's stunning. You know. So tell us. That's Tell us more, you know, tell us, because people, people will be thinking, will be relating to what you're saying, but then they, they kind of go, all right, all right, what's the magic pill? All right, so we've got this start small, you look after yourself, you're meditating every day, you're exercising, you know, what else, what else, what else? What's the secret source? I think on top of that was your course. And I think what, what you said about, or what you say about chipping away at it every day, because I think when I did the um, half day course. Was that April? That that was April, yeah. And it was amazing. It was amazing um, seeing Captain Steve and it was really useful. Like there was nothing in there that I thought, oh, that's not helped me. Or I, I thought it was brilliant. And I thought that was going to be it. Mm. I, I think because on the run up to the flight, I knew I was doing that course. And I, I think I just thought I can put my fear to the back of my mind because I'm doing this course and it'll, that'll fix me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it takes more work than that. And I think... If I would like give a bit of advice to anybody, it's that to, if you know that you want to fly, start as early as you can. Like, don't leave it to the last minute like I totally did. Totally agree. Yeah. Whether you've got a flight booked or not, just keep working on it. And so I think that was a, a massive thing for me, was doing your court, the 30-day course and chipping away at it every single day. And I think even knowing that I was only going to do like sometimes the 15 minutes, aren't they? Or sometimes to be a bit longer, sometimes a bit shorter. I think knowing that it was only going to be that much and once I've done it, I can sort of put it to bed and then focus on other positive things. Yeah. But it also was uplifting because I knew I was working on it as well. Yes. So yeah, you're, I, I think... You were taking action, weren't you? That, that's yeah. And were you able to stick with it every day? Was it... Was it manageable every, if every day I think maybe like a couple of days I may have had like something on so I didn't manage to do that day but then I just do two the next day yeah yeah so you, but I, I made you're sure, pretty good then <laughs> yeah but I just made sure that because I knew that I'd only be I'm only letting myself down if I 
if I didn't, or, or not letting myself down, but making it harder for myself, <laughs> which is not what I needed. I needed to focus on it and yeah, just chip away at every single day. Mm. But so then come the end of May, so I think I'd only been doing your course maybe 20 days. And I knew that the trip we were planning on going to Alaska, or we were thinking about going to Alaska, and I knew I was going to have to make a decision because we had accommodation booked, we had um, trains booked. So I knew that I had to make a decision. But um, just to like backtrack a little bit, I'm in America on a work assignment and I only, I go back to the UK in December. So I've only got six, seven months and left here. And I've always known that I, I came here to travel ultimately. Yes. <laughs> So to not be able to see it because I'm too afraid, I suppose that's another driving factor is I could not go home and think I regret or have regrets. So I use that as fuel as well to, to push me Brilliant. forward, I suppose. Because we always say, don't we say, oh, I can always, I know this to be true for myself. Whenever I've said I'm not going to do something, but I can do it later, you never yeah. do it. And if you don't seize it, that's it, it's gone. Exactly. And, uh, so I think that's amazing. So that was another bit of extra help there, a bit of leverage, yeah. I call it. It was, but I still like would want to emphasise that that didn't make it any easier. If anything, it made it harder in a way because I would battle with myself to think, why isn't that enough for, mm. to push me through? Like, I'm, I must not want it enough. Like, I, yeah, it was just the internal battle that was going on. But yeah, I, I suppose that did help. So the, the Alaska trip, come on, we want to know how the flight went, you know. Oh, yeah, so we only booked the flights on Friday. Like, I finally decided on Friday I was going to go to Alaska, and we went on Monday. Wow. <laughs> and my husband thought, it was like a 9 a.m. flight, so my husband thought, right, let's stay at home the night before so you're in, like, more of a relaxed environment and you're in your own space. So we did that. And we drove to Boston and underestimated Monday rush hour traffic, which was not good. So we were very nearly late for our flight, <laughs> which I've never done before. I, like normally I get there really, really early. Um, yeah, it's a little so test that, for you there as well, wasn't it? It was. And it was probably quite a good thing in a way because it didn't really give me time. It gave me something else to focus on. I'm going to be mm. late. Mm. Not, I'm going to get on a plane right now, even though I did feel like that too. And I did have a couple of TV moments at the um, in the car on the way there. But <laughs> but literally, we had to run through check-in, run through security, run on the plane, and oh, wow. put my seatbelt on, and we were taxiing to the runway. So, yeah, had no time at all. Takeoff like, wasn't as bad as previous times. I have cried during takeoff before, and I didn't cry, so that was quite miraculous <laughs> yeah it is um, yeah but I actually had to get on two flights so it was Boston to Seattle and then Seattle to Alaska and they were they were fine <laughs> they were actually amazing the um the second flight in particular flying over Alaska was insane it's so beautiful mm. the mm. mountains and it was the, a really, really clear day. The yeah. pilot, when we got on the plane at Seattle, which made me really happy, and I'm sure it would make other fearful flyers happy, had said that he'd just flown down from Alaska 
to Seattle and that it was a perfectly clear day. It was a really smooth ride. So he said he was going to request from air traffic control to take that same route back. So I was like, yes, which was <laughs> awesome. But something that was interesting on that particular flight was because I'd booked the flights too late, I could only, like you said before, people um, want to sit in certain seats or have to have an aisle seat or you have to have a window seat. I like to have a window seat because I like to be able to look out and see mm. that I'm okay. Yeah. But because I'd left it too late, I had to take what I could get. <laughs> so I had to sit in an aisle seat and the person that was at the window, as soon as we'd taken off, put his blind down. And on the other side of me, the people did the same thing. So I had no visibility whatsoever of what was going on on this flight. And I remember just thinking to myself, that's okay. I can't. That is awesome. (laughs) (laughs) I just remember thinking, I, this is what I need to learn. I, I cannot, like you said, you cannot live your life thinking I need to sit here. I need to fly at this time. Can only fly with these airlines. It's exhausting. And yeah, I just thought this is a test for me. I can't control everything. And I've just got to accept that this is what I'm in. I'm safe. There was a little bit of turbulence and all I could think about was you and Steve's voice in my head saying, it's uncomfortable, but it's not dangerous. That's what I just kept saying to myself over and over again. And then, yeah, by the time we landed in Alaska, I immediately emailed you whilst I was waiting for my luggage. I remember. And then, yeah. And then I got outside and I got on the bus to the hotel and I cried (laughs) with joy joy yeah yeah that's amazing (laughs) makes me feel like kind of emotional like just talking about it well it's a it's such a massive yeah you've got every just think what you've achieved there you know you've it's been a hell of a journey and and you've done that that's down to you that's it that's an all it's an awesome achievement and there's no reason why it can't couldn't get easier and easier you know because you're you've got a great foundation there and staying positive yeah and I think the important thing Mm -hmm. is is to not get complacent with that it's a constant you've got to constantly work on it and I think that's where I've gone wrong in the past because in 2019 I had a year of quite a lot of flights and they started off with me crying during takeoff but by the end of it I got to a place where I was so engrossed in the movie I was watching and I didn't want to land. I was in, I was enjoying being on the plane. But I think that you can get complacent by feeling like, oh, I fixed it now. And I, I remember one of the biggest things I think I've, I've taken away from you is something you said about somebody asked you how long it would take to get over a fear of flying or how long would I need to be working on it? And you said forever. And I think that is so true. And it's a shame, but it's all. I also see it as a gift in a way, because it it makes like when I landed at the airport, like the amount of joy that I felt because I'd achieved something that I thought was yeah. impossible. Yeah, like I just think that's amazing. <laughs> it is amazing. Well, that yeah. is. There's just. I'll let you into a little secret. You won't need to work on it forever. Forever. You just need to work on it long enough that the new way of your new patterns are bigger than the old patterns. And there's more investment in this new way of operating than there is in the old one. So at the moment, 
that you're on that kind of you're definitely well on the way yeah but that that old pattern of behaviors is still lurking ready yeah. to be stimulated if we you know if we take our eye off the ball so the, well i would definitely say yeah keep doing what you're doing for now and, and yeah. keep doing the little bit and, and reinforcing reinforcing stuff you know because for example the 30-day thing you can play that again if it's that you're just playing one or two bits that are useful you know what i mean yeah i was actually like planning for the foreseeable future to incorporate that into my daily routine because it's not a massive amount of time and mm. um, yeah I just thought that it's really really helpful and it, like I said it allows you to chip away at it every single day yeah and um, there is there is actually something else that I did which I've not told you about a good thing <laughs> but, <laughs> I'm a little um, bit scared <laughs> when we were in Alaska we went, I don't know if you've ever been or you've no. like, known much about it. So there's Denali National Park. The Denali Mountain is the highest peak in North America. It's a very big thing out there to take a scenic flight in a little plane and fly around the mountain or land on the glacier next to the mountain. And I couldn't get it out of my head. I just kept thinking, I'm here. I'm, mm. I've made it to Alaska. Like, this is a once in a lifetime opportunity. It's a huge way to like work on my fear of flying as well. And I just couldn't get it out of my head. And we did, we left Denali and didn't take a scenic flight. And I just felt disappointed at myself. And I was thinking yeah. about when I got home that yeah. I knew it'd be something that I'd probably regret not doing it. So we ended up in another part of Alaska and they had loads of seaplanes there and they they did scenic flights over a glacier again. And my husband found this website and I thought I was a bit like, oh, <laughs> no, I don't think I can do it. Anyways, I was thinking about it and thinking about it. And we decided, because he always thought that he would never do anything like that either. Yeah. So we sort of said, right, tomorrow morning, the weather forecast wasn't looking too good. We thought if, if the weather's nice tomorrow morning, we'll give them a call. And if they have a spot, we'll do it. So I woke up early, 6am, looked out the window and it was the most beautiful day. And I just thought, oh, this is fate. <laughs> like, we're just supposed to do it. <laughs> so we talked about it and we just decided to do it. We booked it within an hour's notice, went to this little hut on a lake, met yeah. the captain of the seaplane, yeah. who was really, really nice. I told him that I had a fear of flying and told him about how I'd eight weeks ago not got on a commercial flight because I was too afraid <laughs> he was nice he was funny he told me it was his first day on the job <laughs> <laughs> but um it was amazing and I'm so glad that I did yeah. it yeah how did it feel when you landed having done that a relief <laughs> yeah okay fair enough yeah yeah <laughs> any joy um, <laughs> No, yeah, absolutely. In fact, I've got photographs. I might even send you one. Please um, do. Yeah. Yeah, do. my face. I've ne It's been a long time since I've seen that much joy and happiness on my face, <laughs> which is really, really nice. It's just. But, a, it was just a supreme, supreme, magnificent achievement. Yeah, but again, I also like don't want that to sound like unrelatable because. When I was coming home, I still struggled. I didn't want 
I didn't want to get on a plane, but I, I knew I was in Alaska, so I had to come home. <laughs> and I, I did find the flights on the way back a little bit more difficult, but I think it was just be- I hadn't been in that good routine of yeah. meditating every day. Um, I'd been having a couple of drinks on holiday, <laughs> which I, I don't think really helps me either. And, and not really finished like doing the course every day, which I just think was amazing and so valuable to me. So, And then the flights were a little bit stressful. <laughs> the first flight on the way back, the one of the flight attendants was late. So the, I found this like really funny as well, because I know I've heard you talk about all the time when a plane's delayed to not think the worst. It's probably just something silly. It was because a flight attendant was late. <laughs> Yeah, so, but because of that, they knew they could still make it to Seattle on time. So they were rushing everybody. Mm. And I didn't like that. I just wanted to peacefully, calmly get on the plane and they were like ushering us on. And yeah, so. So another great test. Yeah, definitely. Even when we were taxiing to the runway, it felt like the pilot was driving a lot faster than what they normally do. (laughs) And then the second flight, on the way back, oh, this is interesting as well. I was going to talk to you about this. For one thing, it was at 3 p.m. in the afternoon, but landed in Boston at midnight. And I don't normally like flying at night because, like I said, um, I like to be able to see out the windows and see that everything's mm. okay. And obviously mm. when it's dark, I, I can't do that. <laughs> but that was fine. But also, one of the things that I always enjoy is sort of once you get above the clouds and you can see how beautiful it is. Yeah, and yeah. That didn't happen on this plane. It was very, um, there was a lot of thunderstorms, I think, across America. So it seemed as though we were in a constant cloud cover, <laughs> which wasn't enjoyable. And it was a little bit turbulent, not like yeah. severely, but just consistently a little yeah, bit bumpy. Like a burble. Yeah. Yeah. But again, I, like you said, I think that was just a test and I've just got to keep thinking. I, I don't want to just say keep thinking positively, but keep doing positive things and keep yeah. working on it. Keep engaged with your group on Facebook. I just think, honestly, I'm so glad that I found your group like, oh, and everything that you do because it's... Do, do you do the, so you tune in for the... The weekly yeah i think i've been on every ads. single one i even listened good. to them in alaska <laughs> that's good and you listen to the podcast obviously and now yeah. you'll be part of that that journey as well that's yeah. exciting. that is really exciting and so i mean you for me you're like proof that people can be really really desperate but yeah. by taking little actions frequently and just keep moving forwards looking after yourself mm-hmm. not there's been lots of really great lessons in what you've shared today and like if if I was going to say anything I honestly believed that I couldn't do it Mm. if if I can do it anybody can work on it because amazing I yeah I I had no belief in myself whatsoever and I did it (laughs) that is just phenomenal so what 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 next for you what's uh What's the next? Where's the next trip? What's the next um, part of your life going to look like? What are you doing? So I know that I definitely want to go over to um, the Pacific Northwest in September. And I'd like to try and go to Hawaii before we go home, but that's like an 11-hour flight. <laughs> okay, so um, just, just rewind a sec. So I'd like to try. 
anything gonna, any problems with any of that <laughs> absolutely I'm gonna do it because again I have to think about that I had a, a, a few places that whilst I was living in America if I went home and I hadn't been to them I'd be disappointed is that and Hawaii Hawaii was one of them right so when are you gonna do it then November November what roughly beginning the I've, I've already booked the ta- I've already booked the time off work so I think it was like the 5th of November for like two weeks okay that's good that's a good then, positive move isn't it so we'll want to hear about that 5th of November oh, everyone okay absolutely. feel free to nag Hannah through the Facebook yeah. group <laughs> yeah and then in December I'll be flying back to the UK probably with Virgin Atlantic so hopefully Captain Steve might be um <laughs> we never know he, if you try and request him, I think he'll st- he's still flying. Yeah, he'll still fly. Mm-hmm. He's on the 787, the Dreamliner. That's his aircraft that he's, yeah. he's, you know, he's got the type rating with. So mm-hmm. it's quite likely to be one of those. That just reminded me, actually, that another thing that I, I find quite helpful. And again, I know you've got to be careful about what you watch and read and listen to. But I follow like quite a lot of pilots and flight attendants on um, social media. Mm. And particularly, I find it, I've always found it helpful, but especially I think now living in America, because UK airlines always felt like quite familiar to me, whereas US didn't. So yeah, I follow these two girls in particular that are flight attendants and they have a YouTube channel and upload videos every single week of them flying here, there and everywhere and do like four flights a day and traveling all over the world in America. And I think just seeing that these people do it as their job and take multiple flights every single day just really like comforted me and Mm. made me realize that it's not this like trial and error thing. (laughs) It's like well-practiced, well thought out. Um, So yeah, if anybody... Oh, that's a good tip. That's a good tip, actually. What What would you say to anybody who's listening and thinking, mm, "Yeah, you think you're bad, but I'm even worse than you." <laughs> it would be that you you can do it, and that even though my husband kept telling me that, and I didn't believe him, I promise you can do it. And it only takes a little bit of work every single day, but the earlier you can start, the better work with Paul and just and take comfort from other people that are going through it as well it's surprising how many people have a fear of flying even people like I'm quite I follow quite a lot of like travel bloggers (laughs) and the amount of people of those that travel for their jobs and have been saying recently that they've got a fear of flying and I think taking comfort that you're not alone and there's people that you can work with and rely on to help you and um, work through it so well, Hannah, that's just amazing and, and also <laughs> I just want to say thank you for all your your lovely words of you know, encouragement and gratitude and stuff and the interesting thing for me is there was a few things you've sparked as I moved away from helping the fear of flying for a while I had a sort of a, a bit of a personal thing that happened that and I kind of came back to it uh, I'm so glad I've I've been able to do this because being able to see people like yourself change the way that you do stuff and to not limit your life. And and I know it's like one in five have a fear of flying, but I, whenever I read the forums, 
and I and I start seeing people's pain points and think, oh my god, if you just knew. And so I found myself coming back into it. And, and I'm so glad because it's brought me in front of people like you who have taken this stuff on and and fully embraced it and just smashed it. And it, to me, it's the, the most rewarding and powerful thing ever. So thank you. I'm really, really grateful for you sharing your story. And I'm sure that other people, when they listen to this, will be inspired by the journey that you've been on. And we're looking forward to hearing about hawaii in november <laughs> okay so uh, well, we'll be looking out for that in the facebook group so if Absolutely. you're not in the facebook group it's uh, love love fly overcome fear of flying or something like that isn't it so yeah you search on that you'll come up with the facebook it's a private group deliberately so i try and vet everybody that's coming in and if anybody puts anything dodgy up they're booted out and that no one's done that yet but so it's a, a safe space for people to do stuff and also there's things that people can get. So the, there's a free book. People want that. Actually, I think that's how you found, started your journey with us. Was it, or was it through the Facebook group? I don't know. I think it was, no, it was through the podcast. Right. That, that's where I found you. Cause I was typing in the podcast, like fear of flying, who can help me? And, and I found you. <laughs> that's brilliant. Yeah. So the podcast, we tried, I was looking back over the episodes. We're up to 30, about 35 at the moment. And so yours would be roughly 37, I think. And there was, I must have had initial enthusiasm last February. I did three in a row and then I, <laughs> then I bottled it and didn't do, do any for six months. Oh, and no. then there was like two a month. And now for the last couple of months, I've been determined to do one a week. So thank you. Amazing. And this, this will be one of them. So thank you. Thank you so much. And thank you just for your story. Thanks for having me. It's been awesome. Pleasure.